Hey, what is good, everyone? It is the Graveyard's very own Ghost the Rebel and Sun Rondu. Welcome to the very first episode of the Fusion Struggle Podcast. How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing excellent. You know, I got my coffee. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, the sun looks like it's trying to creep out. Um, really can't complain. I'm grateful. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. I also got my coffee. Um, it's... Uh, a, a somewhat sunny day in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Got the storm clouds, you know, creeping in. Got the blue sky trying to find its way through, but it's not finding its way through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the sun's out. You know what I'm saying? Got my coffee. Just, I'm chilling. Chilling. And, and the bug's out. <laughs> <laughs> Got my Batman mug just chilling here, homie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother, we got some things to talk about. Okay, we got a, a couple yes. topics to, to converse we, about. It's converse, we. not conversate. Y'all, <laughs> come on now. It's 2022. Uh, Stop it. We definitely <laughs> have a lot of topics to discuss. Uh, the very first one we're going to talk about, I don't know if we're going to have any wrestling fans come in. But just to let you guys know, we have we're gonna shed some light on a lot of things: wrestling, uh, anime, um, games, practically anything you can think of. Shit, yes. Yeah, just relatable <laughs> um, stuff, everyday stuff, a little bit of everything. It's like a melting pot. If yeah, literally culture, bro. Uh, so the first thing we're gonna uh, cover is the recent. MJF podcast. This I mean, podcast. I said the, the recent MJF pipe bomb. Um, this has been something that's been talked about over the last what maybe two or three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And Gus, I know me and you, we had our two cents to say about it, but you were really hyped about it. You know what I'm saying? And as was I. And a lot of people were kind of struggling, wondering if this was a work. Or if MGF was really, like, done with this shit. And a lot of people were kind of comparing it to the CM Punk pipe bomb that happened in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, it is kind of similar, but not similar, because AEW's formula is a bit, I'm not going to say different, but as far as it being uh, free-range, uh Mike wise uh, it, it's definitely up there um, so just for those who haven't uh, heard MJF uh, MJF's pipe bomb um, just kind of we're just gonna just slide it in there for a little bit pause on that that's what that's what you want right you want to hear me talk I'll talk but this is Max Friedman talking. Big merger, boss. A lot of important executives here tonight to watch your product. Would be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing, you've been trying to sit down with me to hash things out for quite some time now, haven't you? Well, guess what? Too little, too late. 
Here's why. When this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. Everybody was handed a ticket, except for me. See, I had to write my own. And boy, do I have good penmanship, because I created moment after moment after moment for this company, and I still get no respect. Do you guys know who the second biggest minute-for-minute minute draw is in this entire company? Nope, you wish. It's me! It's me! And if you don't believe me, do me a favor. Ask that boy Tony in the back, see what he's got to say. But whatever you do, don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one! No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. That can't lace my goddamn boots! Hey, hey boss! Would you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? See, maybe you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. I don't want to wait till 2024, but you don't listen to me, so allow me to make it a little bit easier for you. Tony, I want you to fire me. Tony, don't tell me down, you piece of shit! Shut your mouth! Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark! Fire me! Fire me! Alright, bro. Uh, so tell me, tell me what you think. What, what are your, uh, once again, your thoughts on the NJF pipe bomb? I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was perfectly executed, and I'm talking from a perspective of a wrestling fan. Wrestling fan. Sorry, I'm still trying to get used to this tongue ring in my mouth. Um, <laughs> but I've been watching wrestling for like at least twenty, maybe twenty five years at this point. So I've seen a little bit of everything um as far as like certain characters certain wrestlers certain different promotions and certain things that have happened um it's very convenient that a character like mjf cutting this pipe bomb is very linked and synonymous with cm punk doing his and they just had one of the greatest feuds in a very long while um my my take on it is that this is the most elaborate work shoot I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's not so much like a thing to where like, oh, this is what he said is 100% real, but it's still a work. I feel like he's working with Tony Khan and the company to create such a buzz that it gets you tuned in and it makes you believe everything that is going on which is the premise of wrestling storytelling in the first place you're supposed to believe what they're saying is he gonna jump ship to wwe i don't think so he could i'm not ruling it out but watching this whole 
Tony Khan, MJF thing play out. I'm like, I got a gut feeling. I'm like, they are doing this on purpose, but they're making me believe, which gives me the feeling like how I was watching wrestling as a kid. I'm like, you just believe everything you're saying. And mind you, like I said, I was watching wrestling. I've been watching wrestling for like over 20 or 25 years. So I've seen bad promos. I've seen really good promos. I've seen promos like this to make me think like, wow, like it wouldn't surprise me. If this was on purpose, Tony Khan is not going to let MJ off. MJ off? MJ off? Damn, I said it three times wrong. <laughs> He's not going to let MJF off the company. Even though, if you're not a casual fan or a ca- casual watcher of the product, whatever, they took him off the roster. They took him off the page. I think they removed his merch or whatever. I think that's planned as well. But... You know, like, look at what they're talking, look at what they're doing. They got us talking about it. They got us speculating. That's what you're supposed to do. Tony Khan is loaded with money. He is not going to let MJF off. Not at all. He is paying the man. Trust me when I say that. That's my two cents on it. And, you know, I definitely have to agree with you, especially when it comes to MJF. Because when you look at the numbers, uh, like the statuses and everything, I think MJF said that he was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's like in, at least like in the top five when it comes to numbers, uh, or something mm-hmm. was along, it was something along those lines. Um, but MJF is a damn good heel. Oh yeah, and a damn good heel. And I even seen, like, comparisons between him and The Miz. And honestly, I just want to say that not only is that shit annoying, and I I do love Miz, you know, but as far as, like, the levels in comparison, they're both on different levels. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. it's just, Mm -hmm. like, you can't even truly compare the two. You know, so you know with everything that's 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 happened recently with the uh, with the pipe bomb and everything, it was honestly just unexpected, you know, and like you said, they took him off the the roster, they took him off the page, and you also know that recently, uh, CM Punk he didn't relinquish the title, uh, but he's injured, and so mm-hmm. they are doing a. Uh, like a number one like contendership. So whoever wins this, um, you know they're gonna be like I think it was interim uh, world champion. The interim champion for the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's so right now it's John Moxley and I think who else won? Kyle O'Reilly. Because Kyle O'Reilly won the battle royal. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. at some point MJF and Punk. Like I feel like their story really isn't finished. Because it's honestly surprising to me that MJF hasn't been world champion yet. I'm surprised he hasn't even won a title yet. And, you know, they just recently released a new one, uh, the Atlanta Championship. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, you know, you know, AEW's kind of finally... They're kind of getting in the groove of things as far as, you know, building championships and everything. You know, first things first, the world title... And then I think it was the TNT title, which Cody had brought on. 
and then the tag team championships, the women title. Uh, now I'm not sure if the women's title came before or after the TNT championship, but the women's title came, uh, I think, before the TNT title. Mm. Okay, so you know, as far as like you know, uh, not relinquishing, as far as establishing, you know, the belts and the ranks and stuff, I feel like as far as where the titles are at currently, I I think they're good with they're at. I do want to say I I do wish that a lot of other talent would kind of because there are, there are a lot of WWE guys over there. You know what I'm saying? And it's there like is, but... at this point, I'm not really surprised. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to be the one to say it, but. I feel like at some point it's going to be treated exactly how WCW was back in the 90s. Because even with WCW, there were a lot of WWE guys over there as well. You know, Bret Hart was over there. You had Macho Man. You had Hulk Hogan. Uh, Diesel was over there. Scott Hall. Like, Like, at this point, there were a lot of people over there. You know what I'm saying? And then... I think towards the end is when, because uh, it was having the uh, it was the Monday Night War right between WCW mm-hmm. and WWE, and then Shane had bought out the company, but you know nothing good came of it, you know, and now Shane is in with WWE, so you can only really think he's gonna be over there at AEW. Now. I don't know if there's any if, if, if can't speak. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if there's gonna be any like I don't know if there's anything like out or that has been like recent to where Shane is kind of in the background, like riding with WWE. I don't really think that there's been anything uh, that has been talked about or posted from what I've seen. There might have been. I just haven't caught it. Um, have you caught any wind of it yet, or? Uh, regarding Shane? Yeah. No, I really haven't, and honestly, I don't care. Uh, my two cents with that is that Shane doesn't need to do anything. (laughs) He really doesn't. I don't know if you caught wind of the whole Stephanie situation, though, because apparently, and I don't know why I didn't see this coming at all, or I didn't put two and two together, but... Stephanie took a leave leave of absence maybe like a month ago, and it was under the premise that she wanted to spend time with her family, which makes sense, like like a human should, right? Mm -hmm. Given definitely, you know, Triple H's whole situation with the cardiac event, he almost died, um, and all that kind of stuff. It makes sense to be with the family. However, what was revealed, most likely, is that Vince had a play in her getting let go, which... If you know, you know. If you don't, Vince is a, he's a shrewd businessman. He's a billionaire, almost basically a trillionaire businessman. Don't get me wrong. But he's a shrewd human being, right? He turns on his own kids. He turns on his whole family. So as far as Shane, we don't need Shane anywhere. Me personally, I don't want him anywhere. He could go to Impact, good for him, but I have no desire to see this man. Because what value is he bringing other than knowledge? I don't need to see him in the ring. 
I don't need to see him in an authoritative figure. I'm over that shit. Mm-hmm. Just stop doing it. It's so played out and it's just so predictable at this point. But Shane going to AEW? Absolutely not. Do not have a McMahon over there. If there was a potential McMahon going somewhere, let it be Triple H. But that man's not going anywhere either. Um, there were a couple <laughs> topics that you had said that I wanted to touch upon real quick. I just talked about Shane. MJF with the title. Mm-hmm. I don't think he needs a title. The only title that he should have at touch is the world title. He doesn't need a TNT title. He doesn't need a tag title. Mm-hmm. He is so homegrown and so phenomenal at the character and his whole persona that that's a bona fide. He's already a main eventer. We've already established that. Of course. But he's so elite, right? <laughs> that. He is world title ready. And I feel no, like no they're building him up to be like like the whole Adam Page thing, right? Right. He didn't win off the jump, but give him time and some character development and some storytelling. And when he finally wins, it's going to mean something. And that shit meant something. I feel like they're doing the same thing with MJF. Do not water it down by giving him the TNT title because he doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Comparing him to The Miz, I completely agree with you. Two different levels. Don't get me wrong. The Miz, I forgot what year it was. But he was Intercontinental Champion. And this is when I think Brock was the Universal Champion on Raw. And he wasn't being showcased that much. And they put the IC title on The Miz. And they made that seem like it was a big deal. I remember this time. Mm. He was a great heel at that time. But MJF is on a God-tier level when it comes to being a heel. Like, you believe everything this man says and everything that this man does. Similar to Paul Heyman. Every every time he's on the screen, you tune in. Every match that he has, you tune in. Because you don't know what the hell is going to happen. But you got to see it. You don't want to miss it. MJF is on a whole different level. With the WWE guys going over to AEW, I get it. We all get it. Yeah, it sucks. Because you're taking away TV time from other people. Or like homegrown people. I get it. But business is business. If you got a page leaving WWE, you would be insane not to pick that up. If Kevin Owens left WWE, you would be insane not to grab him up. Yeah, ex-WWE person, but money is money. And, like, reputation, not reputation, but, like, if the celebrity status is there, you're going to fucking pick it up. Like, if John Cena left WWE, which he never will. And he goes in AEW, and you got the ducats to pay the man and be on the show? Yeah, yeah, do it. Now, the cool thing, or the interesting thing, is that since the WWE WCW thing happened, what AEW could do is piggyback on the failings of what WCW did and figure out how to not duplicate it or repeat it. And the rules are a lot different. Um, as far as, like, we got a whole plethora of more money now in AEW compared to WCW. We, like, they're catering to the fan base. They're catering to authenticity, which is great. W, at the same time, WWE is also having a changing reputation and where their weaknesses and the creative flaws are being showcased more and more and more and more throughout the years. So it seems like there's an advantage of AEW in that sense, but... 
you know, you, you know, but um, just wrestling is wrestling. I enjoy both. There are flaws with AEW too. There are major flaws in WWE, obviously. But you know, if you if you do right by the workers first, and then do right by the fans, you got a great product in my eyes. I don't care what company it is. So. Okay, so I definitely do agree with everything you just said. Kind of, let's go back to MJF a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. As far as him being established, he you're right. He definitely, he doesn't need the TNT title. He doesn't need, you know, even the new title that's coming out. He's the main eventer through and through. Because if I'm going to be honest, I don't think, that the rivalry between Punk and MJF is finished. I feel like it's more of okay, you got one up on me. I'm gonna get you back, type shit. Mm-hmm. Because he needs to be world champion. He needs to. And I think at this, I think he's already had. I think he's only had what one opportunity, maybe. Who? Cool. Uh, MJF, because I know him and John Moxley, they had a few over the uh, over the time. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the only time. That was the only time. And as far as storylines go, when it comes to AEW, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like Hangman becoming world champion. Like congratulations to the man. I'm glad he became world champion. But I feel like there wasn't much of a story there. Maybe I wasn't really paying so much attention. But I feel like his championship reign wasn't really all that, you know, like, good. That's just my personal opinion. Hmm. And then with the feud coming up with Punk, uh, not coming up, but the feud that he had with Punk, I thought it was, you know, it was pretty good, could have been better. But at the same time, it's like, I felt like they were, like, forcing Paige to kind of be this, this guy, like, this kind of person that's like, you know, oh, you're undeserving, I don't like you, I don't respect you, you shouldn't be, like, okay, that's, that's understandable, you know what I'm saying, but I don't know, I, I, I just don't feel like it was, I don't know, I, I don't want to say it was watered down, because it wasn't, it, it just, it, it didn't appeal to me, you know what I'm trying to say? I feel you. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. So, that's just my take on it. Um, as far as uh, the the fall of WCW and AEW trying to pick up the failure, not yet, trying to, uh, like you said, pick up the failures from where WCW uh, had, it's like, I feel like they're kind of, they're doing that, but they're not doing that. Because, you know, they have deals with Impact and New Japan. They're actually going to have a fucking a crossover at, at uh, I th- think, in a few more days. If I'm not mistaken. So, we'll when I saw that they was doing that, I was like, oh, shit. Let me see if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Forbidden so, Door. Yeah. So, Crazy. when I saw the... Forbidden Door. So when I found out that they were that they were doing that, I was like, "Oh shit, okay, 
I like this because just recently, Will Osprey just came in and was fucking shit up. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. bet. And not and I don't know if you know who Will Osprey is. Yeah, I know who he is. Okay, but you already know he is a fucking he is on God mode. <laughs> I love his style. I feel like he's underrated as a wrestler. He's not that much talked about. Uh, and this is just from what I see. Um, uh, he's he's just the best, in my opinion. I love him. Mm. Um, and there have been so many times where he's talked about, you know, not going to WWE because, you know, their schedule. Because he's a family man. You know, he said this himself. You know, and being mm. on that road and the traveling, it would just take so much out of him. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like, as far as, like, the scheduling and everything, and him being with AEW, like, having this crossover, I feel like it's really good for him to really get out and really, like, showcase himself in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm not saying he's he's not been here for years now. You know what I'm saying? Um, Right. So yeah, so that's that's my take on that. Um, uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, you got anything else to say about this? MJF will become the world champion. Maybe this year, but like when it's going to happen, he is going to be the top heel champion in a very long time. And I cannot wait for it. Because he's going to be doing some crazy stuff. And the build to it is going to be insane. But when he becomes champion, it's going to be fantastic. But circling back to the original topic at the beginning, this is an elaborate work. He, they're working up us to the T. And I'm here for it. Like, I'm sipping it, sis. Shit. So this is making <laughs> me excited to watch wrestling. I'm like, please give me more of this. So that's all I got to say. Uh, once again, and that's I, the bottom line. <laughs> um, once again, I, I agree with you. When he does become world champion, it is going to be a shit show. It's going to be really well deserved too. And mm-hmm. I just hope, I just hope, and I pray that they don't do him dirty. Bring in Soraya while you at it. I don't know if you know the whole page situation. What happened with that? She's leaving, but she needs to. Oh, she's leaving WWE? She's leaving WWE next month. I didn't even know she was still rocking with them like that. Right? Right? Well, what's going on with that? I mean, obviously, they're not doing anything with her. Well, for obvious reasons, like probably due to like the neck injury. But still, it's just like, have her as an on-screen presence like... I, I was cool with her being GM. I'm like, yeah, put baby girl up in there. Like we cause Paige is money. But they haven't done anything with her. She wants to do something. We want to see her. The company's not listening. So she's basically not renewing her contract, which I'm glad for. And there's potential of her going to AEW. And why not? Why not? Try it. Let's see. 
But I'm excited because Paige is my absolute favorite female wrestler. Just please give me more Paige. <laughs> That's a game changer right there. You know, and kind of just speaking on that because I, I, I'm just not finding this out. What and you know, being a wrestling fan is especially WWE because I I didn't start watching WWE until well, I grew up in the ruthless aggression era, and that was about what 2004, 2004, you know, maybe maybe 2003. Um, and it's like. So much has changed over the years. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. as a fan, you would think they would kind of listen, like, really listen to the people. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, have her as, like, bring Absolution back. Have her be a, a, a manager. You know what I'm saying? Have her manage her own team. You know, have her do something rather than having her sit on the sidelines and not do anything. You would think they would have her do something like that, but mm-hmm. no, they they don't. They just have her just tucked away, and I feel like that's just very frustrating with a lot of wrestlers and you know writers and GMs and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's I, a weird I, situation. I yeah, so I I definitely understand. So, I'm I'm truly and you know bad. you know what this also could boil down to like the pettiness of the company because we know that they're petty as hell. Her star power is huge, so they probably were like they're treating her like the whole Mustafa Ali situation to where oh, we God. want him, we want to see him make him flourish. He's proven that he is a person that could hold a title. The fact that he has not held a title yet baffles me, but. Just, he, he holds, or she holds so much star power. And to let that go, it's just like, no, I'm not going to grant you your release or whatever because we don't want you to jump ship. And then that's going to be eyes off of our product. So that's a pettiness move, but mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. It's WWE. They've done this over the years or whatever. But, like, ooh, I want to talk about the Sasha Naomi thing bad, but that's that's different. I mean, look, we're on the wrestling talk. Let's do it. Let's let's go. I mean, well, then, shit. Uh, I guess we back. Uh, we it, it, it's a wrestling podcast. Okay, this is so much we can talk about. Like, what are your thoughts on this whole Sasha Banks and Naomi situation? Um, so for a while now, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on because it was trending on Twitter. A lot of people talking about it on Instagram. I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And so from my understanding, and there's so many sides to the story. From my understanding, Sasha and Naomi are fed up with WWE. Well, what? Uh, no, fuck it. Let me, let me start over. They're both frustrated because they won the tag titles. And what's also crazy about that, I, I'm not trying to, you know, skip ship about that. What's crazy about the women's tag team titles is they're not even really, they haven't really truly showcased the titles ever since Bailey and Sasha have won it. 
It's like, mm. it's like a joke. Like the 24-7 title. They showcased that shit more than they did with the women's title. Am I lying? They did. Which makes no fucking sense. No fucking sense to me. And so, they were both frustrated. They threw the titles on whose desk? I'm not sure if they walked into Vince's office or they walked, they walked into somebody's office and... John Laurinaitis. Yeah, okay. Johnny Ace. I'm surprised he's still fucking there. But, yeah, they had their issues. They dropped the titles on his desk, and they they just walked out. Now, a lot of other people are saying that Naomi was manipulated by Sasha mm. Um, to go ahead and do this. Now, I don't know about you. But Naomi's a grown-ass woman. She has a brain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she could sense if somebody was manipulating her. Um, if we're going to be honest, Naomi deserves more star power than what she has gotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, when she won the women's title, uh, the SmackDown women's title... I I wasn't as excited as I should be. Not like how when Bianca had won it at WrestleMania. That's the same level of excitement I wanted to have for her when she had won it years ago. I just didn't have that. When she had a heel run with Tamina, that was very lackluster. I just feel like her being written... As a character. Like, she has the charisma. She has, like... She just... She has it. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. like... The way they write her... It's it's just not appealing to me. Had her be in the bloodline... I mean... She can do some serious damage. Oh, you know That's so, a thought. That's a thought right there. Yeah, so... I don't know. I, I just feel like she's just she's just underutilized, underutilized. So I I definitely understand her side. I understand her being frustrated with her. It makes a hundred percent sense. Sasha, not so much. You know, um, because Sasha, she's also a great wrestler. She also has the talent. She she they both have the talent. And the range to back up what they say. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. with, with Sasha being frustrated, I can understand because, you know, her and Bailey brought out the titles. You know what I'm saying? And when other women were winning it, it's like they kind of just made it a joke. Like it, like, it wasn't... Like, it was just like, okay, cool. We got new titles. Like, they're not, like, really showcasing it. Like, really having it be, like, a prestigious thing. Like, when Miz won the Intercontinental title, he made that something. He made it as if it was a world title. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they just, just not doing that. And I'm not blaming them. I I, I honestly want to blame Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because never. Like, well, I don't want to say never, but don't blame the work. It's hard for cutting you off. My bad. Go ahead. 
No, it's it's good, but it's like if I don't know, man. It, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. Like they deserve not only just they do they deserve more than what they've been given, but so do the titles. They're supposed to be it's a, it's a title for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, kind of my take on it. Um, yeah. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, the situation that I'm understanding is that what had happened is that right before they walked out, so there was going to be a six-pack challenge to determine Bianca Belair's opponent for Hell in a Cell. Cool. It incorporated both Naomi and Sasha, who were tag team champions for those who are not who were not informed. Um, they won the titles at WrestleMania, and that was pretty cool. Like, as a random team that kind of just came together no build it was just like how they treated the whole women's division or any tag team for that matter we'll throw you together and then you'll become champions like you'll coexist or whatever they want to term it and then you know you'll win the titles so when they won the titles i'm like okay cool i'm more so happy that naomi has a title again because sasha been getting titles that's fine but the fact that naomi was in the spotlight again i'm like hell yes because she should have been treated a lot better um, so when they won, they were having some good matches. I'm like, okay, this, I can get behind this team. That's cool. But WWE has been doing this for the last several years. And it's been known to everybody, like, do not invest in a tag team in that company. Why? Because they're going to split them up in about three weeks time. And it, it's going to be like nothing even mattered. So the fact that they put both of them in that six-pack challenge and Naomi was going to be the one that was going to win and face Bel Air, that sounds like an interesting story, but the the drawback is that you're going to split up the tag team, essentially. Like, why? And there was where the problem lied. And hold on, Sasha was going to face Ronda on SmackDown at the pay-per-view or whatever pay-per-view. So the tag titles were not a factor anymore. They were an afterthought. Oh, we don't care about these titles anymore. I'm like, not only are you not caring about the women's division like you're supposed to, you're not caring about these titles that you're trying to get over, and, but we want them to get over, but you don't care enough about it because you're going to split up the tag team anyway. You're going to hot potato these tag teams yet again, and if you're going to form another random tag team to hold the titles, i.e. Nikki Ash. And Dewdrop, which we don't even know what the hell that is. So that's where the frustration came from. It's like Sasha and Naomi, they wanted to elevate these championships. They wanted to make them important. They were told a certain creative way ahead, like, okay, you're going to win these titles, and then you're going to do X, Y, and Z. This Hell in a Cell thing was a last-minute thing that Vince loves to do, and it was just frustrating. Because all of this work that they've been doing with these tag titles is now gone down the toilet. And it was probably like a, an influx of like uh, pent-up stuff that happened in the past. Like, see, like, proving the point. Now, the manipulation thing. I'm glad you brought this up because I thought I was thinking crazy over here. Like, thinking <laughs> that Naomi was just like, because I feel the same way. That I feel like... Not so much manipulated, but of course you're going to ask the question, who spearheaded this idea to leave? You would have to think Sasha, right? Obviously. Because, yeah. right, and I'm 
I've also tried to think, what if it was actually Naomi though? But I don't know. It's just, it don't feel right. But I'm gonna make some people mad when I say this. So, because I I used to follow uh, Sasha on Twitter, and she's been making these tweets like, "Thank you, Vince McMahon." Basically, subconsciously dick riding Vince McMahon, right? Showing gratefulness for her job and the opportunities she had. Yada yada. We get it. Okay, cool. But at the same time, you're touting all this, but then you up and leave. Mind you, Sasha, you're one of the greatest. I'm not taking that away from you at all. But you were definitely handed a lot of opportunity, whereas other people have not gotten a lick of opportunity as far as championships, as far as all the accolades. I think she's a three-time tag champion, multiple-time SmackDown champion, multiple-time Raw champion. All these accolades, right? But you took your ball and you went home. And then you dragged Naomi at the same time. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up, Sasha. However, I'm still siding with Sasha and Naomi. Like, if the creative is bad and they fuck y'all over, leave. Like, who's to say you can't do it? But I feel like Naomi leaving was more justified than Sasha leaving. You feel me? Like, they have way more invested in Sasha than Naomi, which shouldn't be the case because please treat Naomi better. Like she, you know, that's another that's point. I was excited when she became women's champion. Naomi, I'm talking about. I jumped out of my seat. I'm like, it's about damn time. I'm like, here we go. Now the run wasn't good because she got injured, which sucked. But then she became a two-time champion. But then they didn't treat that as well either. I'm like, please bounce back because you deserve it. You're so gifted and everything else. But creative is creative. If they fuck y'all over. Don't, don't get fucked over. Stand up for yourself. So I stand behind the workers. But it just sucks. It's just, get rid of the titles. Get rid of those titles. Just, there's no point. I was invested in Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for a little bit. It took a while, but I got to a point where I'm like, you know what, this this kind of works. Then they split them up. I'm like, I'm, I'm so done. Like, what was, the, what was the fucking point? And ooh, Shayna Baszler. Oh my, what did y'all do? Y'all <laughs> ruined... Y'all fucked this up so bad, and we... Anyway, anyway. <laughs> oh, why is she not champion yet? That made no sense. You talk about one of the biggest water downs in the company history. What the... F oh, my God, bro. Anyway. <laughs> I think they should have just kept her in NXT. Because she was NXT. She was NXT Women's Champion for a minute. She was NXT champion. Wait, wasn't it like a year or something like that? Like a, a long time. Legitimate. Came up on the main roster. Bit Be Becky Lynch on the neck. I'm like, you ain't never seen some shit like that. Ransacked the elimination chamber. And I remember I was hot when that happened. I'm like, what the fuck was the point? Now that in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes complete sense because she's MMA born and bred. Like, yeah, you're supposed to do that. She didn't win at Mania, which made no fucking sense. And then it's been a downward slope ever since then. I'm like, why? You have a legitimate fighter. Brock Lesnar as a woman. And then you, no, ain't no way. And then you got Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Da, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let me chill. Let me chill. That got me hot, too. <laughs> 
we definitely do have topics for the next one, but I, I think it Just, would be best. That they do I be feel best. for these women because they, they... I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad. No, no, no. I mean, listen, I, I understand where your frustration is coming from because there's no justice for most of the talent that's on the roster, which makes sense to why all these people are jumping ships at AEW because with AEW, you see that, oh, they're having such creative uh, freedom. They're having fun. Like, it's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, Mm -hmm. not a lot of people are going to Impact. I think the only people that went to Impact was Gallows and Anderson. I think, oh no, uh, Gallows, Anderson, Eric Young went back to Impact. Uh, the Iconics went there, and that was cool. They shouldn't have let them go. Like, what the... Anyway. Yeah, and it's like... And now you see all these mergers happening. AEW is, is forming some with Impact. Christian finally won a world title. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... Because I think he won... I mean, he, he been champion. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, because him and uh, Kenny... I think Kenny had like three belts at some point, which it's, it's <laughs> Kenny belts. Omega. So yeah, so it's, it's Kenny Omega, bro. So it's like you would expect him to fucking have like seven championship belts in like one setting. Yeah. So so you know him and, and Christian they had their had their feud, which I I kind of enjoyed. You know, and then Christian that took I think one or two of the belts off the of Impact Kenny. World Champions. Yeah, so, you know, so it's like you got all these mergers happening between these three companies. I think even Ring of Honor got something going on with AEW. Because Joe is a TV champion. And uh, 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 Wilder and Dax are tag team champions. So it's like you got four fucking companies Versus the one company that could be doing the same shit. But it's just... Could be. No, no, we're not going to have that. WWE <laughs> wants to be its own thing. And I, I I, get it. I understand that you want to be its own brand and everything. But it's like, bro, you remember back, way back when. You remember it, it used to be ECW, WWE, and that... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping I didn't. <laughs> I'm getting some. I'm sitting. I'm getting some shaken puzzle. You remember how it used to be, ECW, WCW, and WWE, and they wasn't really fucking with mm-hmm. each other at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because once again, you had the Monday Night War going on between WCW and WWE. Uh, because oh well, yeah, it was uh, Monday Night Raw and uh, WCW, the Monday Night War. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It, it's just you got all these, all these companies doing these great fucking things. You got the New Japan and you got the new and the ah fuck it can't speak. You got the New Japan and you got AW doing a crossover Forbidden Door and it's like that's just gonna be live. I'm tuning in for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can you can definitely expect a lot more shit to pop off with these other two companies. Because if those two companies are going to do something, you best believe they're going to do something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so mm-hmm. much creative freedom, and it's like, oh my god. So much going on. So much potential. And it's like, I just feel like it's just slowly being 
wasted away. Yeah, because like, they're trying to like, have certain molds and systems and all that. And I get it. You're a multi-billion dollar company. You got deals with Fox. And then right. I forgot what the other company is. It's just like you got to do what you got to do. You got to cater to your customers, too. But at the same time, you're fucking over the workers versus AEW. Not to say that they don't have flaws because some people have left right. that company because of you know certain reasons. That's fine. But... They're genuinely having fun. They're right. being themselves, more of themselves than giving like a, we're going to change your name from Walter to, to Gunther. Gunther. What or the from fuck Pete is Dunn that, to Butch. Like what? From Buddy Murphy to just Murphy. And then and then they changed. And it doesn't, it, it, this name doesn't bother me too much, but it's overused. Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> it's marketing. It's I, just... I love Seth Rollins. Oh my... Like they overuse the freaking too fucking much. <laughs> too freaking much, man. They use the freaking too fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, bro, I don't. Ah, oh, man. And it's like, bro, Cesaro. Man's went from Antonio Cesaro. Ooh. To just Cesaro. Like, and for years they've been going by two names for a minute. But now, the one name thing, but I don't, I don't, I don't fucking, I just don't, I don't like it. Uh, I don't, I don't, it's... I don't like it. There's so much shit that could be done. It's just, it's just not. And I feel like. Ha- it's like WWE should do like a contest to have certain fans kind of, you know, write for them. Like let the fans write for like a day, and then Mm-mm. not, you know, give it to you know Hunter. Let him kind of decide who's the winner. Let them kind of do their thing. If not, if not, let it be for the main roster. I mean NXT been doing been doing good for a minute so I don't even see why they should do something with NXT but for the main roster let them let them have some creative freedom you know let them do their thing see how the people like it because I feel like a lot of fans have had these issues already a lot of fans have had these issues but it's because it's WWE we're still gonna watch it we're still gonna see like what's going on you know what I'm saying right so that's my take on It's just treat them better. They're humans, okay? Just what the like? <laughs> they're gonna promise them the the whole moon and like another planet if they sign this contract that's lucrative for like ten years. But they can literally change it at the dime of a hat. Now you're locked in, and you can't do anything about it because of legality and all that. It's just it's so shrewd. But it's just like, of course. You're in the number one wrestling company. You could potentially have, you know, your name in bright lights and stuff like that if you play ball. But Vince McMahon's a problem. It's not just him. There's all the, his creative, his whole inner circle is a problem. But like, like Punk he's said, a problem. He's, like Punk said, he's surrounded by yes men, people that love to kiss his ass. 
<laughs> He's mm-hmm. surrounded by yes men. Just Johnny Ace, get rid of him. But well, in the meantime, there's nothing that we can do about it. But tune into other companies because obviously, when the com- when WWE's back is against the wall, that's when they start doing some creative shit. An example: Big E. Now, I did not like how they expedited him being the WWE champion. I understand why. Obviously, like it was a it was a trump card. It was like a it was a move that the company had to do because I believe all out had just happened in 2021 and that pay-per-view from top to bottom might be one of the top 3 greatest wrestling pay-per-views ever. That show was perfectly paced. The stories was crazy. The star power was there. It was like WrestleMania caliber. It was like, holy shit, this is a great pay-per-view to where we're still talking about it. Because of that success, they made WWE, I mean, they made Big E the champion as an answer to that. Treat your wrestlers better. Like, I would have appreciated if they would have waited for that. But the company's going to make rash decisions like that. It it just sucks. Like, everyone suffers from that. It just, it just sucks. But... I, I understand. I understand. That's going to be the big E, too. God damn, that sucks. Yeah, there's... Like I said, there is a lot of frustration when it comes to WWE. There's a lot of shit that should be more I just feel like they they really need and by they I mean Vince <laughs> <laughs> they need not they I keep saying they he needs to just step down from the company let Hunter take over Hunter knows the business through and through look what the fuck he did with NXT dude That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, At this point, he can't, and that sucks. Like, this is not like a, a power thing. This is a health thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, with that whole cardiac thing, it got me on edge. Like, what can he do or what can he do? Like, you, you can't, he can't do what he used to do, even with NXT, and that sucks. Because he could potentially die at any point. And Stephanie's gone. Shane's gone. We ain't talking about Linda. Like, that don't exist. So... He's not going to give up the company, and it sucks. He's literally going to have a stronghold on it until the day that he dies, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Khan's probably not the, not better either. But, yeah. I, I wish. I, I'm hoping with you, brother. I Because, you know, it could be better. We're having hope for it. It could be better. But they ain't going to do a damn thing about it. You're right. They could be better. It could be fucking great, but... Jeez. Like... Like, the only reason why, like, I've really been on WWE... <laughs> and, I mean, let's be honest. Let's let's be honest. On SmackDown and Raw, Roman and the Usos have been carrying the company. Yeah, they have. That's that's it. 
bro, every Friday before before Jimmy I came back, and it was just Jay and Roman. They were carrying Friday Night SmackDown. That's the only reason why I would tune in because of what they had going on. And it's like seeing Jay in that light to finally be in a world title spot. I honestly oh. never thought I'd see it. Oh, that looked beautiful. That was that was a great fucking moment. It was written perfectly. Well, I'm not gonna say perfectly, but it was written to the point where it's like I feel I feel this shit. Yes, we got my dog main event Jay Uso up in here, bro. Like yes, sir. And then and then Jimmy came back. That was great. I I wanted Jimmy to come back for a minute, and it's like now, the bloodline are, they're undisputed. Who's gonna stop them? Now, if I did have to choose, I would want the Street Profits to win. They're deserved. Yes, overly fucking deserved. They deserve to win. Um. If I had to choose to dethrone the Usos, yes, Street Profits. If I had to choose someone to dethrone Roman, uh, for the WWE title, I would want it to be Cody. Uh, mm-hmm. Obvious yep. reasons. Do it for uh, do it for uh, Dusty. Rest in peace. Uh, if I had to choose someone to dethrone Roman of the Universal title, now that one would be kind of tough. Uh, because Roman's the only person that's really treated the Universal title with prestige. Uh, I guess. So- <laughs> <laughs> I got my two cents on that, too. Is that again? But yeah. No, so I got my two sets on that too, but nah, let's go know. for it. Let's go for it. I mean, I do have we have enough. We do have another wrestling topic, but this is let, enough for like three episodes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but let's 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 keep going. Let's keep going. Roman, yeah, with the title Universal title. Let's just, let's just talk about that one. Um, yeah. My personal opinion, it's okay. My problem. My problem is kind of weird. Now, uh, with him getting the title at SummerSlam during the pandemic, that was that was cool. But at the time, the title was being hot potatoed by Braun Strowman and then The Fiend, who only had it for like a week, which was fucking weird. Um, he got the title, and he's been having good matches but they've been spaced out like several weeks to like several months apart to where he's only defended it maybe like i don't know like maybe 15 times or so which is weird like maybe i'm coming from like a a nostalgic kind of feeling like the title was like being defended like every other week back in the day. And it felt like it was like, oh man, you don't know who's going to be champion. The title could change hands. Or like the people were like working, working. I understand he wants to be a family man. And like maybe his health has something to do with it as far as like him having or like beating, sorry, leukemia and stuff. But it's just like you have a top heel in Roman Reigns who's the champion. 
I feel like it's kind of dry a little bit. Just like, give me a little something, something. Like, maybe it's just me. I need excitement. I need a little bit more oomph with my, with who, who my champions are. It's kind of like if Brock Lesnar was champion, or when he was champion, but he wasn't on TV. But Roman is on TV. But what is he doing? He's cutting promos or he's helping his cousins with the titles and shit. It's just weird. It's just like, okay, you're the champion, but you you ain't working as much. That's just my two cents on it. Somebody going to get mad. I don't care. Like, that's just how I feel. But (laughs) give me a fighting champion, dog. Like, I know they're trying to preserve, you know, Roman as a character. And I I get it. But what y'all shouldn't have done which made him a double champion and then giving him time off at the same time. What the hell is that? Like, what? What's the purpose of that? I do agree with you, though, that Cody is definitely going to be the one. He's definitely, that was not English. He's definitely going to be the one to get the WWE Championship. It's it's written in the stars. It's it's all out there. If he doesn't become champion, we'll be a fucking travesty at this point. A fucking travesty. There ain't no fucking way. It'll be a travesty. There's I'm no like, he's fun. having a perfect run right now. And you know what sucks um, is apparently apparently he's gonna be out for nine months because of, he tore his tech, uh, he tore his pectoral muscle. Yeah, and that's just real, ladies and gentlemen. If you think it's a work, um, let me tell you that is not a work. That shit, no. you cannot fake that. <laughs> is that shit right there, dude. You can tell something. And I I did watch I watched that match specifically. I was just about to ask if you did. <laughs> I didn't see the whole pay-per-view. I did watch some highlights, but I watched that match specifically. Dog, before he even took off his jacket, you could see the swelling in his fucking arm already. I don't know if you peeped that, mm-hmm. but you could... Oh, I saw it. <laughs> Dude, you can't fake that. I don't give a fuck. There is no makeup that can do... like. Okay, yeah, there's makeup effects and shit that you can do. But that shit you can't fake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because fucking, fucking Hunter had the same shit. Hunter had the same shit when, uh, and, uh, what was it? Super, what was it? Super Royale? What the fuck that fucking pay-per-view was? And when it was him, Sean, versus the Brothers of Destruction. When he tore his pet. When he uh, yeah. That, you can't yeah. fake that. That was, that's, fucking, bro. Give a round of applause for Cody, bro. This nigga wrestled with a yeah. torn. Give that man his flowers for sure. Muscle. So, at this point, there's and also, also there's no fucking way, Tony would have, uh, Tony, there's no fucking way Cody would have left AEW for WWE if he wasn't gonna win the title for his dad. Yep. And and also another thing to kind of just, and, I mean we've been going off topic this entire time, but kind of staying on topic. <laughs> when him and Seth had that segment on Raw, I definitely want to say, even though Seth did kind of do him dirty towards the end, when he said that Dusty is proud of his baby boy, I, I felt that. I felt that shit. And I truly believe that Seth meant what he said when he said that to Cody. Mm. That was a very emotional moment to me, honestly. Because 
when Coney had left the company, he has achieved so fucking much, bro. He's achieved so much. Nigga even built, he literally built AEW. (laughs) Yeah. That was such a swerve. Yeah, bro. So much. Um... I can't. I can't get over the the crowd reaction when Cody took off the coat because you could see it like poking out while he had the coat on, but we didn't know how bad it was. And the whole arena gasped, and I looked around my room. I was like, "Nah, call an audible! Like, nah, hell no! This cannot happen! This man is about to die! <laughs> like this! Like for real!" The concern was so there, <laughs> but he did it. And give it up for Seth freaking Rollins, too. But, mm-mm. Mm. Cody's going to be that champion. I would... Drew should be universal champion. Like, that, if there was ever a contender, yeah, that's the guy. The problem is that we already see what's going to happen. They're going to preserve Roman versus The Rock for WrestleMania next year. That's going to be, for the title, obviously, that's going to be a thing. Is he going to lose the title beforehand? I don't think so. So you can already see, like, whatever storyline that they're going to give us from now into WrestleMania, we know the outcome. Like, Roman is not going to drop the Universal title. He might, what? No. Oh, shit. See, now the Cody injured. Ooh, because he was going to win at SummerSlam, I thought. But now that he's injured... He's going to be an entrant in the Royal Rumble. He's going to win it. He's going to go to WrestleMania, face Roman, and grab that WWE title. Why not? Now with the Universal one, just unify him. Like, just make one title. Please, just make one. But they're not going to do it because of Fox. Bring back the world title. (laughs) That would be so much better, but... But, you know, that's... Everyone wants to see the old titles again. It would make so much sense. Bring back the big gold, please! Please. But... But, uh, yeah. That's that's all I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm going to plant a seed in your head. I think The Fiend's going to come back. Anyway, uh... Oh, fuck. I, I've been thinking about that already. I just love Yeah, I, I feel like The Fiend's going to come back. Oh. And it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. I'm like... Uh, no, we're, no, we're saving that topic. We're saving it. Yeah, we're saving Fucking it. We're saving it. <laughs> oh, my God. My FBI agent is listening to me because I said all out. And I got YouTube up. And guess what's on the thing? All out. I'm like, stop hearing me. Give me a million dollars. You ain't doing that shit. But... <laughs> Dog, we love wrestling. If y'all couldn't tell, we love wrestling. I've been watching wrestling since I was five. And it's been a long time, right? But the rules have changed. The game ain't the same. Shout out to Triple H. But it's for the love of the game, you know? I, you got your favorites, but it's... It's a weird business. I wanted to be a wrestler. I actually was, like, working out at one point to be a wrestler, but I I don't know. It's just, you know, I care about my mental health, like, specifically. And 
one company's gonna fuck it up. Another company might take care of you, but I, I'm trying to be champion. You feel me? But I'm all of like five seven, so y'all, I'm not gonna be champion. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, look at fucking Malachi Black, bro. You definitely would have had your own thing. House of Black is nasty, dog. Bring these trio titles. We don't need no All-Atlantic title. Bring the trios in. Oh, my God. A trio title? Now, that would change the game. Dog, a you know what's crazy? They already, they already have the titles made. Really? They do. It's been confirmed. They already have the titles, but they just haven't brought them yet. But they're ready to go. I'm like, yeah, yeah, please. Give me a trio's title. <laughs> but anyway. <sighs> I love wrestling. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, treat the women better, please. Treat the women better. I treat will everybody say better, I, but, it's, but treat the women better first. I will say it's, it's definitely not like how it used to be. Thank God. Because that would have been an issue. <laughs> uh, because how the women were treated back then? I mean, not going to lie to you. Um, back then, equality was... <laughs> they wanted equality, and they got it. But it's as far as like them being treated as like women wrestlers... It wasn't really. It was more them being showcased as items than there was actual wrestling, in my personal opinion. You just had to be there. <laughs> just, just had to fucking be there. Um, but all right, we're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back. Um, we are going to be. We're gonna continue. Uh, we got another topic when it comes to wrestling, and that is WrestleMania 17. Oh, and... boy! <laughs> and yeah, we, we got some shit to say about that. So, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our break. I hope you got some water and, and, and nutrition and all that. We're still going to be talking about wrestling, but we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 17. Arguably, ar that wasn't English. Don't worry about it. Arguably, I said it wrong again. Don't worry about it. Um, one of the best critically acclaimed WrestleManias of all time. Probably even pay-per-views at this point. But, bro, you remember watching this? Um, I honestly don't even, don't even really know where to start when it comes to this. Mm. Quite honestly, I, on I, okay. So, once again, I, I was born in 98 and I didn't really start watching wrestling until, you know, Maybe 2004, 2005, when the ruthless, ruthless aggression era was kind of, you know, making its way up. And, you know, guys like Brock Lesnar were still around. Uh, 
tests to around, you know, guys like that. Eddie, Chris, all them dudes. And so, you know, I used to watch, you know, like the reruns uh, with my dad when I was a kid, when I was uh, growing up. So, if I had to choose, like, favorite matches from WrestleMania 17, um, I would, mm, excuse me, my bad. I would probably have to start with the ladder match with the Dudley boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. Mm. That match did not go as hard as it had to. <laughs> um, those three guys made ladder matches what it was. Um, whenever those three got into a ring, whether it was either Edge and Christian versus the Hardys, Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys, or the Hardys versus uh, the Dudley Boys, they never disappointed whenever they got into the ring together. Um, it was definitely a vibe. Um, That's all I'm going to say about that. What do you think, bro? Bro, TLC 2, because the first one was in 2000, SummerSlam, I want to believe. I remember watching that as well. Um, That one went crazy stupid as well. Like, they were doing spots to where I'm like, yo, they are fucking dead. How are they still getting up after all this? This doesn't make any sense. The fact that they had to do it again at WrestleMania of all places and up the ante from the SummerSlam one was like, how can you even top that? But man, did they top it. I'm grateful that everyone is alive because, geez, yes, like you said, uh, they didn't have to go that hard. But man, oh man. Especially Devon. <laughs> oh. There were so many geez. times I thought he, I thought he was either dead or paralyzed. Especially them chair shots. Them chair shots he used to take. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, this is also before like they changed the rules on the chair shots specifically. We're talking chair shots to the head. You know what I'm talking about. Not on the back. Now it's banned. You're not supposed to do that, but yeah, Devon took them chair shots. D took them chair shots like a fucking champ. And Man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Lita got 3D'd. Fucking Bubba Ray and Matt were like 20, 25 feet in the air. Oh, when Edge ladder. hit that spear. Oh my God, dude. When Edge hit the spear on Jeff. Dude, oh my God. You know what's nostalgic about this era, too? When spots like that happen, you would just see a sea of flashing cameras. Taking yeah. everything. And it's just like, oh, just, I, I wish we could do that, but we can't do that no more. But it was just like, when you see all them camera flashes, it's just like, you know something crazy just happened. Uh, beautiful match, I think. Especially if it's a plethora. Oh, oh my yeah. Bad. I was just going to say. Especially when it's a plethora no, no, of can't. camera flashes. 
that's how you know it's a great spot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even during the entrances too, just like, oh yeah, it's just mm-hmm. that's that's a star right there. Mm-hmm. Bro, let's talk about you remember the uh the hardcore match between Kane, Raven, and the big show? Kane, Raven, and the Big Show. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he threw Raven through the fucking... Uh... Yes, I'm about to say, the most notable spot is when Raven got thrown into the window. Through the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and it's crazy. It's crazy that you mentioned that. I believe I that, that was real glass, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what's crazy, too? It's like back then versus now... And obviously, you know, now it's like, you know, the kids are watching and everything. But even back then, kids were watching. So oh, I was watching. That was the first pay-per-view I bought. I was def- <laughs> you know, yeah. So I was like, that spot specifically, I remember. Because that was some funny shit. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like... There, there were some good spots. There were a lot of good spots in that match. I know, like I said, definitely the most notable was Raven being uh, tossed to the glass. But I think, I think the only reason why the only reason why that happened was because uh, fucking what was it? Because Raven won that match. No. Right? Wait. Kane won the match. No, no. No, Kane won the match. Because it, mm-hmm. it was for the title, right? Yeah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm probably yep, thinking... the hardcore that. championship. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I kind of... I looked back just to make sure because I was thinking of a different match. No, that's all good. Trust me. When it comes to this pay-per-view, I remember everything. Because <laughs> this was just, again, this is one of those ones I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching it. This is so great. Like, oh, my God. just I think I was 11 at the time. Oh, but, bro, you also remember the spot when they were on the stage and Big Show had picked up Raven and he was going to throw him off the stage, but then Kane hit him with the big boot and they both have fell and then Kane yep. was like... And then right, Kane the off. Yeah. And then he fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was also a good spot, too. Yep, and that's how he won. Yeah, That was bro. a good spot. That was a good spot. Holy shit. There was, bro, the WrestleMania 17 Ooh. was just... <sighs> so many fucking good spots in that, bro. It was so... Because the adrenaline was just high. Like... It was. Ugh. It was, there was just a magic in the air. Like, everything. There was a sea of people. It was in the Astrodome. So, I think they mm-hmm. feel like either 68,000 or, like, close to 70,000 people in there. Just the theme song, My Way by Lip Biscuit, was the perfect theme for that night. It was just a, it was awesome. a wave of new metal. And it just fit. It was also the best theme for The Rock and Stone Cold, which that rivalry right there. Yes, sir. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to that one, before we get to okay, that, we're going to say that one for last. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But um, I'm looking at the card right now. Another dramatic match, which 
if if you know he, like in hindsight this was fucked up but during the time this had all the drama in it mm-hmm. shane mcmahon with linda mcmahon the mom versus mr mcmahon with stephanie in his corner and trish stratus now if you this all boiled down to the storyline the build-up because the build-up was fucked up i'm gonna try to summarize so vince mcmahon is a giant motherfucking tyrant okay he has stephanie in his corner the the million dollar billion dollar princess you feel me mm-hmm. and he also got his side chick Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus, yeah. And my God, that was fucked up alone. Shane McMahon had bought WCW at this point, but they weren't in a they were in full effect. I think it was like the night after or like the next week is when WCW came into the fold. But Shane McMahon had bought WCW. Uh Linda was rendered useless. She was traumatized from how Vince was acting turning against the family, having a side chick, and then not being a family man, and just what, he was being a fucking scumbag, right? So Linda was rendered to a wheelchair, Shane being the knight in shining armor, trying to bring restoration towards the family, which set up the feud of Shane versus Vince. This was a no-holds-barred match, I believe? No, it's a street fight with Mick Foley as the special guest referee, which I totally forgot. But I think it's supposed to be like the voice of reason. But anyway, this was a giant spot fest. Shane was getting his licks in or whatever. But one of my favorite moments is when Linda McMahon stood up out of her wheelchair, which we didn't know she was going to do. She was like, I don't want to say Helen Keller. That was a, that's a fucked up reference. But she was not talking. <laughs> she was just like immobile. She was just like out of it. I think Vince was like drugging her via storyline, which is even more fucked up. But give you, like, more reference of, like, why she couldn't do anything. But she stood up out the chair all dramatic, and the crowd was like, oh, shit. Gave Vince a low blow, and then that just set up the whole thing for for the rest. And then Trish Stratus was beating up on Stephanie. She turned face or whatever. But this had so much drama in it. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> but the storyline's fucked up, like, in hindsight. But at the time, it was just like... Yes, Shane. Oh Don't yeah, bro. Because didn't he fucking didn't? Uh, no, I I know. Yeah, because didn't he fucking he made Trish get on her knees, and he treated her like a dog, and she actually. I think that was after and she actually did it, right? But yeah, it, it's something along the lines of that. It's fucked up. Jesus. But, oh, my, that whole family is just, you got to incorporate the entire family. And you know what? Everyone did their role. Everyone played their role. You know, even Mick, you know, he got some licks in on Mr. McMahon. You probably remember the the spot that they use in a lot of videos, the coast to coast from Shane onto the, the trash can. That's where that came from. Yeah, the coast to coast. Yeah. Yes, sir. But, dog, before we before we get to the main event, because that, that's the, the juicy part. Of like the whole card, right? Mm-hmm. Something that is, I don't know why it's not talked about as much, but I feel like it should be talked about. I think it's not talked about because it was such a last minute thing and they kind of forgot about it, but they put it together like two weeks in advance before the pay-per-view. The Undertaker versus Triple H. 
Yes. Now, this is the first time that they squared up at WrestleMania. They did it two times after this, but this was the first one. And they don't, I don't know why they don't talk about it. But, dog, my favorite part of this match was the entrances. These were the most perfect entrances I've ever seen. You remember this match? Or the whole thing? Not the whole thing. I remember certain moments. Um, I will say that. Yes, sir. But I don't remember. This actually got like a good chunk of change. This had 18 minutes on it. That's not bad. Just Motorhead played live for Triple H, and oh, that was such a nasty thing. Oh man, that that interest was golden. I, the Undertaker say, came out. I will say, I, I remember when he was speeding down that motherfucking. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. He ran through that thing. <laughs> that much I do remember. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have that much fucking control. He knew what the fuck he was doing. That took. <laughs> He's. That, that motherfucker, bro. Yeah, because he rode bikes for like ever, so he knew he knew what he was doing. He probably he knew how to control does. that, but that visual was just tasty. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I remember Taker was just flying through that fucking match, though. <laughs> I but remember, uh, somehow, oh, go for it, bro. Go for it. Wait, you know what? I'm reading the because uh, they also had the stipulation. I'm referencing the wake. The Wikipedia, the Wicca, whatever. Now, the interesting part about this is that this is technically a normal match. Like, they still had fucking um, disqualifications or, you know, countouts or whatever on paper. But this was technically a no-holds-barred match, but they didn't announce that. Because they were fighting outside into the crowd for, like, a good chunk of change. A sledgehammer got played. And the referee, I believe, was uh, he was conscious for everything. I probably got to watch the match again. But this is one of those matches I'm like, this is fire, even though there was no build, really. And they just let him fly. They said, do whatever. Fuck it. That's also true. And you know what's crazy about this? This match was so fast-paced. It was. But it was, like, it was very fast-paced. But it was also very leveled at the same time you know what i'm saying um another good spot yeah i know what you're saying yeah another good spot i would like to point out was when he went for the uh the last ride and he in uh triple h had the sledgehammer oh my god and ran his shit in and everybody thought i was it I don't this know. man got bonked. That... Dude. Fucking crazy. Mm-mm. But that was a great match. That was a great match. I thought that was very Dog, I know you're ready. Very very fast paced, but it was very leveled. But to really get to the topic, to Let's really go. get to what we really wanted to talk about. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. That motherfucking robbery right there is the best of all time. <laughs> when I tell you that I was so excited to, because I actually saved up my own hard-earned 11-year-old money from doing chores around the house 
to get this pay-per-view because it was going to be the talk of the town. I remember because I couldn't watch uh, WrestleMania 2000, and I was I was sad. That's probably where depression started for me, low-key. But I was just really sad. I was really upset. I'm like, I just wanted to watch WrestleMania. So I watched this one, and this was the feud I wanted to see. Stone Cold and The Rock. Two icons, legends, superstars that were just way, like, pat. what's the word I'm looking for? Larger than life. There you go. When I tell you from top to motherfucking bottom, the promo itself was enough to be like, oh, this is it. This is the one. This is this is it right here. If there was ever the best promo of all time, this is the one right here. I don't know who edited that or put it together. Give him the flowers because that was just perfection. That's something that you would put on a fucking, you would frame it on a wall or something. And just like, this is my greatest work right here. I'm like, oh, say less, you're hired. But the buildup, was not too much, and it wasn't too little. It told the story. It put in its little jabs here and there. You honestly forgot about the title a little bit. <laughs> like, I mean, you really didn't. But it was just like, yo, you don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. It's Steve Austin and The Rock for the second time, I believe, because I think they faced off uh, WrestleMania 6. No, 15. 15. But The Rock had defeated... Uh, Kurt Angle for the title, which was like, oh, shit, okay, cool, I'm with that. Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble. Right, and I'm like, okay, we know what's going to happen. Like, this is fire. The promo itself was just God tier, like angel tier. You you cannot touch that. That was beautiful. The fact that it was in Texas should have been the dead giveaway that Steve was going to win. And low-key, before the match, I wanted Steve Austin to win. Just because that's Stone Cold. I'm like, yeah, Stone Cold, whatever. I want him to win. Yeah, it's going to be dramatic. It's going to be cool to have me, 11, 11 years old, right? So throughout the match, the match is just great. It's everything that you wanted it to be. The atmosphere is there. The tension's there. The drama, the storytelling is there. And then they do the swerve that Vince McMahon comes out there, and he's helping Steve Austin. Now, mind you, we all know the story of Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon, right? The the renegade versus your boss, mm-hmm. right? That was the whole story in the 90s. I'm like, the Steve Rebel. Austin was the guy that we all wanted to be, or the person we all wanted to be with our 9 to 5. They're like, fuck my boss. I hate my boss. Steve Austin, whip his ass. That's what we <laughs> wanted him to be. Like, he is, he, we're living vicariously through him. Like, man, if my boss was Vince McMahon, I'm stunning his ass on sight. And I'm walking out my job. <laughs> but, so, the fact that Vince McMahon sided with Steve Austin, and Steve Austin sided when Vince McMahon was like, whoa. Like, what, what's going on here? All of a sudden, now I'm siding with The Rock. Because now Steve Austin's a heel. I don't want the heel to win. I want the good guy to win. Rock, please win. And, of course, there was blood. There was crazy amount of headshots. The Rock is selling the stunner like it's nobody's business. (laughs) But the crowd is lit like a fucking wick. Like, this is just... It didn't even matter that Steve Austin turned heel, which he did. But the fact that it was in Texas, 
the Texas crowd blew up and thought it was the greatest thing in the world. But they couldn't even process that Steve Austin turned heel and he, and he sided with Vince McMahon. <laughs> so, but it didn't even matter. It made you feel, it made you like believe in like WrestleMania. I'm like, it just had this whole thing. Even the post highlights, because back then they don't do it now anymore. And I wish they would bring it back. First of all, bring back custom stages for pay-per-views, please. Bring that shit back. That shit was a highlight. So, but after every pay-per-view back in the day, they would give a post-highlight package right after the main event of everything that had happened in the pay-per-view. Even that one was God-tier. I'm like, how did y'all put this together live, like, so quickly? Like, this, I'm crying. Like, this is the best pay-per-view in existence. But that main event was everything it needed to be. That's all I got to say. I mean, you practically just <laughs> said... <laughs> I thought that was a lie. I, I can be talking, dog. Um, damn, I really didn't just, know what to say. <laughs> and just like, you and practically I, in, just in hindsight, there's... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, you practically already just said everything. Like, <laughs> not bad. That pay-per-view could have gone so many different routes. But but because of the era it was in, it was top fucking tier. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, like WrestleMania 38. I that's felt like... just happened, right? Yeah, that's the one that just, just recently happened. Like, I felt like a kid again. Oh, I haven't I felt like that. Around. You said what? I said, I forgot what number we're on. <laughs> um, I felt like a kid again watching those matches. I was genuinely jumping out of my chair, screaming, like shocked. I haven't felt that feeling in so long watching wrestling. Because the last couple WrestleManias, I wasn't really... Feeling it like that, like when Kofi had won the title, it was well deserved. His build up was great. I loved it. Oh my god. Um, other than that, like I haven't felt, I haven't felt like how I felt watching that WrestleMania, WrestleMania 38, mind you, since 25. 25 was another great WrestleMania. Oh, that was um, good. I feel like once they hit 30, no, I feel like after 28, no, WrestleMania 29 was pretty good too. Maybe I'll just say maybe after 29. I didn't see that one. You didn't? Nah, I mean, I know what happened, but it was just like, eh, you know. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, after 28, they kind of, they kind of fell off. 29, 29 was still pretty good, but it could have been better. But, um... But as far as the comparisons between all the WrestleManias, 17 will always and forever be the best one. And that's all I gotta say on that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hard to capture that magic in a pay-per-view. Like, not just a pay-per-view, but like of a 
of a WrestleMania caliber because they put a lot of stakes on WrestleMania, right? It's this big spectacle. It's the biggest pay-per-view that the company has, and they have to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. But I feel like even with... I mean, even... They were trying to make it a spectacle, and they did make it a spectacle back in 2001 with WrestleMania 17. But that magic literally happened kind of, like, organically right. versus, like, you're try- how they try to do it nowadays. It's like they're doing a little bit too much to get that magic. But back then, it was just so organic, and you just you were just soaking it up and just, like, give me, yes, I'm in bliss right now. Similar to All Out. That's one of those ones I would rank it up there with WrestleMania 17. All Out 2021 was, like, perfectly paid. For perfectly placed. There you go. Mm. I just spit everywhere. God damn. <laughs> but it was just, it had everything that you would want. It literally did. Like, from surprises, from debuts, or like in-ring debuts, to to everything. It was just like, yeah, I'm loving everything about this. I'm not tired. I'm enjoying this. This is it. Right. Like, I, I love it when it's organic. It's just, it feels good. It's like a, a warm blanket straight out the laundry. Like, <laughs> It's like, make me fall in love with wrestling again. This is why I love it. <laughs> but, you know, then you have situations like... Sasha Naomi. Sasha Naomi or the Hell in a Cell 2019. Oh, you know, my God. Don't even fucking get me started I get nervous every time now. <laughs> We'll just we'll save that for another another. We gonna say that for a different way. Yeah, WrestleMania X Seven. Hell yeah. But um, so I just scrolled by something. Uh oh, what'd you see, bro? And this is something. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Right before you do that, so (laughs) a, a little thing to note. This is when, like, Triple H, The Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Kurt Angle, like, those big names, they were the head honchos of the company. What's crazy is that in one year's time is when the greatest, like, not the greatest, the next generation came into play. We're talking Batista. We're talking Shelton Benjamin, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena in one year's time came into the company. And where are they now? Top of the... Look at that. That's crazy, ain't it? Literally, the next generation was on the other side. But anyway, that, that was it. That was it. Damn, that... kind of does make you think, though. <laughs> to be honest with you. But I, I, I really don't want to stray from this because this is something you need to hear. Uh oh. Um. So I just scrolled by, and <laughs> oh, this silence been, is killing me. It has been confirmed by Dragon Ball author that Gohan is the strongest fighter. Huh. Now my question is. Why hasn't he been? Why hasn't he been written? 
I can't use words because I think I'm a little upset. Throughout all this time, why was he written as like a side character? Like he had no worth. I know you got something to say, so I'm going to let you say it. You do, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I feel like, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like with Gohan not being who we wanted him to be, it's actually a good thing. And I'm going to tell you why. So, you already know how I feel about Goku. You already know. We, the world knows how I feel about this fucking clown. Anyway, <laughs> he tried. He, I think Gohan is actually more goaded than I think we realize because Gohan is taking his life, his own. He's taking his fate and his life and his destiny into his own hands. Versus Goku trying to influence him. Oh, you gotta be the next in line. You have to be the strongest. You gotta train. Just train 24-7 like I train. He's trying to turn Gohan into Goku number two. But Gohan wants to do his own thing. He has the influence of his mother, Chi-Chi, for the most part. And it's like, do your studies. Like, do something outside of what your father's doing. You know, you have options. You don't have to be a fighter 24-7. You can do whatever you want to do, Gohan. And what the, what has that gotten Gohan? A stable family. Look at him. He's now a dad. Little Pan Pan. <laughs> he has Videl, who is Mr. Satan's daughter. Like, what? The, what? And he's the strongest character in the show. So he didn't have to follow the blueprint or the mold of a Saiyan. He did his own thing, very similar to Vegeta, shout out to the GOAT, mm. but I think that's actually a blessing in disguise that he was treated the way that he was as like this lesser character or this not as strong as Goku, but he low-key is actually stronger than Goku. You feel me? It makes you think outside the box a little bit. That's just my two cents on it, and that's all that she wrote. I'm challenging your brain. I'm challenging, I'm playing seeds. I'm a gardener. What's up? So when you when you put everything that way, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And it's like kind of going back to what we were talking about before. Like, I feel like as Dragon Ball fans, we already knew that Gohan was a strong character. But it's like I said, had he kept training while Goku was dead but also maintaining his uh, his education, there's no way he wouldn't be... He wouldn't have surpassed Goku. Not... Okay. What I what I mean by wouldn't have surpassed Goku, I'm, I'm saying that there's no way that he... He wouldn't be, like... He would, he would be stronger than Goku, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... And of course, that would just would have fucking pissed Vegeta off. He's like, "What the fuck? This little nigga stronger than me now?" Oh hell no! Because <laughs> we all know how Vegeta gets. It's that same pride, but you know he's been he's been doing well. <laughs> but 
I wanted to sit here and talk about uh, the Boo Saga. Um, and oh boy. you said that you had a few things to say about that. And um, Dog. I kind of as, ch- as a child, I did not want Boo to win at all. Get this man out of here. He's the villain. He's the antagonist. I don't want him to win. He's the bad guy. Why would I want the bad guy to win? Now that I'm an adult, Boo was right. Boo was right. Right. This not only was he by far the best villain that I've seen in the series, but like there's facts to prove that. He had a legitimate claim. Okay? Like when it came, well, okay, specifically when it came to Gotenks, Gotenks should have got his ass handed to him. I'm sorry, just I was so tired of this little nigga talking in my ear <laughs> and not being, uh, not having the the wherewithal to know the severity of the situation. <laughs> I feel like a preacher, but Boo is literally goaded because at any given stroke he could have wiped out this little boy. But he didn't. He won the challenge. And he got the challenge. <laughs> you know, he did what he had to do. Absorb him. You know, hey, you're talking to me, but you ain't gonna win this fight, though. You gonna win the war, though. But they they did Vegeta wrong. They did Gohan kind of wrong. It's Goku time. It's always been Goku time. We knew what this was. Mm-hmm. Even him dead, it was still Goku time. What do you think about the Boo Saga? Let me hear your thoughts, because I'm, I'm hot. I'm pressed. So, uh, so, okay. So, a lot of shit happened in the Boo Saga. Uh, a lot of moments stand out to me. Um, top five moments that stand out to me. Number one, Vegeta sacrificing himself. Final explosion. Mm-hmm. Right? Probably one of the most emotional moments in my anime list. Because for the first time, Vegeta actually realized that even though he wanted to go back being the ruthless, trashiest fucking sand on the man, he actually woke up and realized, like, yo, I have, I have a family. I have a a son. I have a wife that I never really called my wife, but (laughs) I have people that care about me and I have to protect them. And mind you, the whole reason why he took Bavadi's power was because he wanted to go back to being what he used to be. He hated the fact that he has to care for other people. He hates the fact that he has to look out for somebody else that's not his own. That's not himself, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. So when he... And he actually hugged his son, unlike Goku. So, <laughs> so when he had 
sacrificed himself. That was. That was. I'm kind of emotional talking about it. Goddamn. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's like, bro, like, this, like, Vegeta, I feel like, is a really well-written character. And yes, he's he's been done dirty so many times. But it's like, also at the same time, he's shown a lot of character development. Even going all the way to Super. It's like, yes, Vegeta is a dickhead at times, but you can tell, like, He's he really has gone through it, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, kind of everything that leads up to that moment, he wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about Trunks. He was thinking about Bulma. He even, bro, he knocked out Goku, and knocked out uh, fucking Goten. I mean, you know he didn't give a fuck about them, but he saved them and then told Piccolo he was like, "Yo, get them out of here." And then I, I and then I think also he, t- I think he also told Piccolo to say something to Bulma, if I'm not mistaken, because you watched the Boo Saga recently, so I did. Um, but yeah, so it's like that moment stands out to me. Um, the moment where Goku actually <laughs> was about to kill, uh, what was it, Grand Kai? Uh, Supreme Kai. Right. So it's like in that moment right there, where Vegeta had killed that killed all those people in the stands, and he came in yeah. the, and uh, Kai had came in. It was like, yo, listen, you can't do this. It's it's not right. You gotta find another way. And Goku literally stood there. It was like, if you don't get out my way, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that kind of gave me some chills. Because it's like, yes, Goku can be serious when he wants to, but it's like in that very moment, you can't tell me he wasn't like... He wasn't a G in that moment. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, mean, I would like them more if they gave flowers to everybody else you feel me but they didn't do that so that's yeah. I mean that's understandable but like you said he's the he's fucking not, he's not Goku though he's not the strongest oh my god <laughs> he went Super Saiyan 3 first he's the first super... I don't care dog I need the meat and the bones, Vegeta, character development. I could give a damn about this clown. You okay, Rondu? I sent you this video <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Okay, Gohan is finishing his training with the Grand Supreme, uh, oh, the Elder yeah, Kai, I remember, right? I remember. <laughs> Gohan's about to go back to Earth, right? Gohan <laughs> went in for the hug, and then Goku didn't even hug him back. He said, okay, that's it. You got to go now. I'm like, it was, if you don't it was hug yourself like, right now, I'm about to punch you. It was more like he he hugged and embraced his dad, and his son just, like, quickly pat him on the back and was like, all right, go take care of business. He was like, all right, I'll see you I later. just couldn't. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vegeta initiated the hug before he killed himself. It was like, I never embraced you. I never did. You know, I'm a Saiyan. I'm a Prince of Saiyans. I, I got no time for no embrace. But you know what? 
there was ever a time to embrace my son and acknowledge my son's existence as my son, come here, son, let me hug you. It was a weird hug, but... I was like, I'm gonna hug you. This is it. Don't worry about it. Protect your mother. Take care of her. Right. Said, what you doing, Dad? Don't worry about it. Meanwhile, this clown couldn't even embrace his firstborn. (laughs) And was just just give him a hug. You can give him a two second hug, a half hug. What's this? Okay, then just leave. I'm tired of him. I'm tired of him. The character development for Vegeta is crazy. He ain't never embraced nobody. He probably never was embraced by King Vegeta. But look at him. Look at him sacrificing himself, breaking the mind control of Babidi, and hugging him, his son in one fucking saga. Don't play with me right now. <laughs> Don't play with me. Uh, <laughs> Don't play with me. <laughs> so, so yeah, like those those moments stand out. Um, <laughs> that's funny you said all that. Um, <laughs> uh, not only just that, but also let's let's also bring up the fact that Boo literally before before Gohan even came back to Earth, dude Boo was just sitting there. Because I think, what, well, he, he ate Chi-Chi and was playing with something, right? Oh, when, my When Gotenks was sitting there, like, egging him on, like, yo, hey, bitch, I'm over here. Why don't you look at me? Look at me. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me! <laughs> <laughs> and boom. Stop, let, hold on. <laughs> let me give you the play-by-play of, like, how that happened. So they're in the hyperbolic time chamber. Boo was actually in pieces. Goku, I, Goku, oh my god. Gotenks, <laughs> I think, did the Super Ghost Kamikaze for the first time. Mm. And it rendered Boo like, oh my god, I'm, I'm kind of fucked up a little bit. Gotenks is trying to figure out his next move. It's taking 17,000 years to try to figure it out. Meanwhile, Piccolo pans into the view. He was like, um, just let you know, while you're trying to figure this out, Boo came back. And that's how he's laying on the ground, sipping on the soda, reading a magazine. <laughs> Just chilling there, bro. <laughs> Just fucking sitting there. It's like, I'll, I'll be ready to fight when you die. <laughs> but it's like, even then, like, he wasn't even, like... Because while there was powering up, I think he, like, finally, like, sensed, like, okay, well... I guess in the meantime, while I'm actually waiting to fight somebody else, I'll just... I'll fight you, you, and then move on. Like, he was low-key on his cell on. shit. He was low-key on his cell shit. But not on his cell shit. But did cell, it better. <laughs> he did it better. You know? And mind you, like... If anybody out of that entire saga... Not only was a, just a menace... Boo had to be one of the... Toughest... Most diabolical characters... In that series... Nigga died about, I don't know how many times, but kept coming back. Dude came back from Final Explosion. Came back from fucking being decimated by Gotenks. It literally took, and I don't even think... Because I know at some point, Goku and Vegeta finally came back from uh, from heaven. Not came back from heaven. No, yeah, because they were both dead, right? 
I know I know Vegeta had died, but Goku was already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both had to like go inside Boo's head and they had to like they severed something. And that's when he became Kid Boo. Unless he was just evolving. Right? No, you're right. They found Gohan, they found Piccolo, and they found Goten and Trunks. They took him out of um, Boo's body, essentially. And that's how he reverted back to Buff Boo, who's actually a version of himself from absorbing the South Kai? Uh, or the South Supreme Kai? Uh, but then something happened with that, and that's how we got to Kid Boo. Boo should have won, and technically, well, he didn't, I can't be technical, but Boo kind of won, in a sense. It took the spirit bomb, out of all things, to get rid of him, and even when it hit him, he started pushing it back, pause, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but it's just like, you literally, it took a super ginormous spirit bomb. It took Vegeta sacrificing his life again, but not not killing himself, but being a ragdoll for time's sake for Goku to charge up the spirit bomb. It took Mr. Hercule to talk to planet Earth, and it took a wish from the Dragon Balls to restore Goku's energy to wipe out Kid Buu. There ain't no villain they had to do that much work to get rid of. Not one. And you know what's, what's crazy about that too is like looking at all that like you said Boo technically did win. I mean he he did what he set out to do which was destroy the Right. Earth. We were all dead at one point. Yeah. Yeah and shit. <laughs> like It's crazy that now Boo was is a good guy. In a sense. Cause it's it's like, a good thing that what? I said it's crazy how Boo now is a good guy. Yeah. Because I feel like if he wanted to, he can cause problems again. <laughs> oh, no, he definitely could. Just, oh, you know, bro. Like... That's crazy to me. Bro. But you know what's interesting? I think it's because of the influence of... Uh, the Grand Supreme Kai, because he was one of the nicest beings in existence, and since Boo absorbed him, that influence is now on him. So, shout out to... Technically, Fat Boo, or Majin Boo now, is the Grand Supreme Kai, if you want to get technical. Well... I mean, yeah, but it's Which like... Which I even know. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's not really written to where it's like... Yeah, it's know. definitely not written. Like, you have to reach for that shit, so... Yeah, so, I mean, other people would probably look at it as, like, a reach. But at the same time, it's like... I mean, you can't knock that it didn't happen. It's canon. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's a reach, but y'all grabbing, though, so... <laughs> but... I don't know, like... I feel like Z definitely had a lot more memorable 
it had memorable, not just moments, but the sagas itself was just, they were just top fucking tier, you know, you know, with Frieza coming down, his racist ass, you know, him doing the thing. Oh, (laughs) boy. Cell coming through, fucking shit up, you know, like, like each storyline had an impact. You know what I'm saying? And it's just... Wow. You know what I'm saying? Just wow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm really glad that I, I got to grow up and witness these episodes. You know? Because kids now, they're not gonna... They're not gonna know what we went through. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not gonna know what we went through. Like, like, if y'all were to look at it from top to bottom, like, if, this, if there was someone that was looking at Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. or like Dragon Ball Z from top to bottom, I'm talking from the, the Saiyan Saga, when Raditz showed up, up until the end of Boo Saga, mm-hmm. when Oob, who they need to make canon, please. They, did they um, make him Oh, uh, okay, so, uh, you know what, go, go ahead, go ahead, I'm, I'm going to tell you something about that. Uh, real quick, so... If one person was going to, like, see it for the first time, I don't think it would hit the same. This is one of those things, you just have to be there. Like, right when it jumped off. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was it. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. You just had to be there. Like, like for me, I'm just going to throw some, I'm just going to throw a lot of animes out here right quick. Um, definitely for me, so, my, so growing up, my mom had got me into anime, Right. When I was a kid, she put me on this so much. So, Mom, if you if you ever listen to this podcast, you know, shouts out to you because you did put me on. Um, you definitely don't have to rub it in my face that you did, but uh, but you did. Ooh, me and my me and my mom, um, you know, as a kid growing up, I used to watch you know, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Romy Kenshin, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Motherfucking uh, Samurai Shampoo. If anyone knows that show specifically, you're a, you're a fucking G. I mean, not not just Samurai Shampoo, as it's like all the other animes. Inuyasha. I can go on for fucking days. Gundam. Like, <laughs> I can go on for days. But OG animes like that, I grew up watching because of her. And it kind it. it I'm not even going to say kind of, but it furthered my interest in animes. And it made me learn to appreciate them. Because it's like... I... And you know what also pisses me off? I'm a, And I'm going to sit up for this one. It's how motherfuckers, Uh-oh. especially nowadays, is like, oh, you watch anime, you're a fucking weirdo. But it's like, it'd be the same motherfuckers that be saying that shit, and y'all watch anime too. Like, I hate when people... Oh, my God. Oh, let me call him up for a second. Talk about it. Let him know. Like, that shit is so annoying. And I love the fact that there are other people that have actually, like, tried. Like, you know the, the, retweet, I, uh, the retweet I did where it's, like, hood niggas in the anime community and they're shaking hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. What's cause it, cause what's crazy about that is like when I was in high school, 
And I was watching anime heavy around that time. And I used to go to, you know, pretty, pretty ratchet school, a pretty ghetto school in a sense. And so, you know, I'd be sitting here kind of watching anime and shit, and then maybe some, some random dude. And most of the time, they were always cool. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really had no issues with nobody. Uh, so I'd be kind of just minding my own business watching my shit. And somebody would kind of peep what I'm watching. Like, oh, shit, are you watching that too? Da, da, da. And then we just kind of get to chat. And I'm just like, you get up as fuck. I already know you watch this kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it'd be, it'd, be the, it'd be the coolest fucking thing ever. So I love the fact that anime has not just, like, had, like, its own, like, little corner. Because, you know, there are so many things other people watch that kind of, it's like, it's their specific thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's a community. You know what I'm saying? When I had recently went to uh, Megacon in Orlando, you know, I seen a, there was a, a, a real plethora of, I'm not going to say ghetto people, but, you know, there was, a, every, everyone was there. You know what I'm saying? There was and some it was niggas there. Very, it's, this is very, 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 cool to see you know a lot of people kind of step out of their comfort zone because there would be like a lot of people that would kind of they would some people would like be embarrassed to say if they watch that kind of shit because they would get clowned for whatever reason which i never understood why that was a thing you know but it's like i hate how like people have like kind of turned it into a trend you know what i'm saying and it's like when i when i try to have a conversation with certain people about animes and stuff they'll only know like the top the top five you know what i'm saying which is naruto dragon ball z bleach or one piece did i say five i think i'm at four um, I, I, it sounds good to me. <laughs> but it's like, it'll always be those, those, like, those main four that people have seen. Like, they'll be like, they watch one of those shows and be like, oh yeah, I'm a, I watch anime. I love anime. I don't know. And it's like, but it's like, that's like, I'm not going to say it's mainstream, but it's like, that those, that's the main shit that everybody knows. Cause that's Shonen, Shonen Jump. That's their, that's their shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna sit here and say the the the, the 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 those are the top four that everyone knows. You know what I'm saying? But it's like mm. people are also missing like Death Note, like the like the recent animes that I just mentioned. You know, like and then also you got you know Death Note. You got fucking uh, oh fuck, I'm I'm missing a few. Um, you know Jujutsu Kaisen and. You get you got a, you got a whole bunch of animes, bro, and it's like also like uh, Akira. Like I can go on and on about this shit. Nah, Death Note's fucked up. Just let me find out. No, dude, that's <laughs> light. Let me find. I'm already watching Ruby, and that's fucked up. So I'm back in the beat. I'm gonna just say light was on some shit. Light oh boy, I'm scared. Was on some shit. I like the. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just let you watch it. Yeah, Light's let, let Light, me just watch it, dog. Light's fucked up. And I, there's. Hmm, there's gonna be a moment where it's snowing, 
There's a Clark involved. Okay, that, that that's okay. Just chill right there. I know. I know. My ass I know. gonna be speculating. Because <laughs> next, I'm gonna be looking for snow. If I if I see snow, I'm gonna get triggered and be like, "Here we go. This is it. This is what he was talking about." <laughs> Ellie, let me chill, dog. Because I'll be looking at the the minor things. I'm like, there, "There's a bug in this scene." I'm like, I'm looking for all the bugs. Like, what where they at? This is it, right? This is it. Let me just chill. Yeah. Let me just be surprised. Fuck me up organically. Pause. That's all I'm going to say. If you notice it's snowing, and you know he's looking at his watch, that's all I'm going to say. Don't do me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do me like that. But, bro, you want to tackle on Titan, too, dude. That shit was crazy, too. I got to watch that, too. Yeah, that. Whew. And it's like, bro, anime can be scary as fuck, too, dude. And, like, I've watched some... I've I've seen a few horror animes. And I feel like they fucked me it's up more. Is that what you said? Horror. 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 Okay. Horror. You talk about something else. Hold on. I've seen horror animes. <laughs> no, I mean... I don't know why I can't say certain words. Bro... I get made fun of. Like, my friend makes fun of me because I, I say January wrong. Did you say what wrong? January. I say January wrong. January? Does it sound weird when I say it? I'm trying to mute my bite. <laughs> what the fuck? Dog. Dude. I- I know, no, it's it's with love, it's with love. I can't say certain wrongs right. What? I can't say. There we go. See, I'm fucking up karma. I can't say certain words right either. I've never. That's. That's funny. Not like in a roasting way. Like that's funny. It's just funny. That's it. But I couldn't I say, say breakfast. I really have to emphasize it. But do I say do I say January wrong? No, you're saying it right. Like it's the right word. It's just, it's just funny how you say it. What That's the it. fuck? In a cool dude. way, not in a kind of way. It's funny. Junior. Right. Well, shut up. <laughs> My name's Jeff. My name's oh. January. <laughs> Anyways, um, we got one final topic. Okay, this this might actually be short because I feel like ain't really nothing much to talk about, but I know it's gonna piss off a lot of people. Because I feel like we, we feel the same way about it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's quite controversial. So you might want to, you know, strap on your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Because we're going to start a whole debate with you motherfuckers down there. Like, just, just chill. Hear us out. We got to talk about pineapple on pizza. I say yay, okay? A lot of people say nay. We ain't talking to y'all. We talking about the yays, pineapple on my pizza. I'm eating it. If you don't, if you don't like it, you ain't gotta eat. Eat something else, okay? I put pineapple on my pizza. How you feel, bro? I love pineapple on pizza. I've been eating it for about, about four years now. About. Notice how man said love and not like. I've never really understood why people. <laughs> I never understand. These niggas don't like fruit. People... I mean, it's understandable, but at the same time, like, 
cool. You're entitled to your own shit. I don't discriminate. But it's like, for people who... However wrong that is. Bash? Pineapple on pizza? Like, there's no fucking reason. That shit is... BOSS! You know what I'm saying? And you know what's funny? Like, my mom had sent me something in regards of that. I'm trying to find it so I can read it off because it was funny as fuck. And it's like, pineapple on pizza is good. <laughs> I and did somebody, see a TikTok, bro. And somebody had, like, made, like, this argument talking about, oh, you wouldn't put apple slices on your pizza. You wouldn't put fucking bananas on your pizza, so why'd you put pineapple? It's the sweet and savory, bro. That's why. And then on top of that, it's like, I don't think anybody would be mending minutes that fucking word enough you got to it to want to put bananas and shit on their pizza that's that's just fucking gross <laughs> so <laughs> you know like if you was making like a like a like a fruit pizza in a sense like shit like that I was just about to say like you would use like you would, you know, you would make the crust, you know, you would use, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, layering, you know, for the sauce, and then you got the, the fruits and shit. Damn, that actually sounds kind of good, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> like a fruit pizza? But you know, I do some like fruit. I, kinda, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it the right way, if you think about it, you put the right things, you put the right toppings on, bro, you, you got yourself a fruit pizza. That's kind of fire. Yeah. I mean, if you if people can make a fucking fruitcake, then you can make a fruit pizza. Come on now. <laughs> you can make a pasta cake. and I don't even know if that's legal, but okay. That, that just sounds evil. <laughs> A pasta, a fruit pasta. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say fruit pasta, but you know, a pasta cake. I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so I found the picture. It says, "Find the pineapple pizza lover." There's a group of white. Who <laughs> what? Listen, listen, listen. It says, "Find the pineapple pizza lover." There's a group of white people. Group of Spanish, dark. These are emojis, so it's like it's it goes from lightest to darkest. And then it says, Can't find them? That's because they live among us, looking like normal people. The only real difference oh is my. they're going to hell. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom sent that to me. And I was just dying laughing because I was I just thought it was so funny. Who yeah. made them like that? Who made them like what? To hate pineapple pizza? Yeah, like who, who, whoever made that post or whatever. Who, what hurt you? Where'd the hurt begin? Let's talk about it. Cause ain't no way you're gonna tell me me liking pineapple on my pizza. I'm going to hell. You're. I know you're saying it for the sake of funniness, but nigga, you, you, your standards of living are are questionable. Like what the, bitch? What? <laughs> hey. If I'm going to hell for liking pineapple on my pizza. Reserve me a seat. Yeah, we all gotta die one day. <laughs> Guess what? 
my pizza gonna be nice and warm, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Roasted pie. Damn. Damn. Grilled pineapple? Hold on. Ooh, bro, I just had that recently. No, you did not. Come on. Let, let's grilled talk about pineapple? it. Let me get some of that. Pause. Come on. I ain't never had no grilled pineapple, I don't think. You missing out, bro. It's so much juicier. Oh, put that on some pizza. I think it was Jason Mines actually. Bro, grill you, you put some grilled pineapple. pineapple on some pizza. That was. Oh, oh hold on, wait a minute. Oh, oh. Uh, see now you you coming up with something evil. I like it. I mean, <laughs> you know. But um, that kind of covers everything uh, today as far as topics. Um, Ghost, do you have anything else you want to say before we close it off, bro? This was the first of many podcasts. We're going to be more out of pocket, more real, and more struggling with our words. I feel like that's where the fusion or the struggle part of the the fusion struggle name comes from. We don't know English. English is optional. Okay, I can't say breakfast normally. I really have to like put a comma before that word, and brand new can't say January. So that's fine. But this was great. This was fantastic. This was fun. If y'all got any topic ideas, y'all can follow us on Twitter. Follow Rondu at Rondu TV. If you want to follow Ghost and give him any topics, you can follow him at. You can follow me at GlitchXGrave on Twitter. And yes, put the fucking X in the middle. You won't be able to find me. Okay. Or go to GlitchGrave.com. That so we just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, episode one, welcome to the graveyard.